Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I mean, if you're talking about the, like, okay, so if you're talking about in terms of cheap and actually good food, like it's a Mm -hmm. good meal, the best meal in New York City, since that's where the Take 12 podcast will be this upcoming week, the best meal for my money in New York City as a New Yorker, I did five years there. My formative years, it's just you go to any place named Ray's and you just say, give me an original slice. And then you can get like a glass bottle of Budweiser out of the cooler. <laughs> and it's like, you know, it costs you like, I don't know, five, six bucks, seven bucks probably nowadays because of the beer. Yeah, probably. But if you went with a soda, dude, if you went with a soda, it's like $2.50. But the beer's on you. But I'm saying like just a slice and a beer, best meal. And you fold the slice too. It's the New York slice. Oh, yeah. oh Lofa, I can't wait. I was wondering where you were going with that one. Uh, but yeah, going to New York. And you better Dude. say pizza. Even though Dude. New Yorkers, I'm sorry, it's overrated. No, 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 no. no. Overrated. What do you mean? Like the, the, a New York style slice? What is New York style? The thin, thin, giant yeah, just- triangle. It's like bigger the than the plate. The size of the plate. Yeah, you yeah. have to like kind of hold the plate and like like dangle it over your mouth. <laughs> Nothing special. No, what? It, it's no Papaginos. What's Papaginos? Yeah, that's uh, where is that? Uh, Massachusetts, all in the uh, northeast region. Oh, shout okay. out to Papaginos. You all know the rules. One bite. You all you all know the rules. One bite. I'm sure. I'm sure they've done a. Pizza review on that. Give us the review. Give us the loaf tea review. I mean, it's perfect. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. Is it a chain? It is. Yeah. Okay. It's like only up, kind of like Dunkin' Donuts is only up in like, you know, New England area. It's a New England All right. chain. Well, thanks for bringing up something in a place where we're not going. Or I guess if you have an extra day and a half and you I can will, get up there and get some bizarre. I will import some. <laughs> All right. To battle New York pizza. There's a fancy New York pizza place called like artichoke and something artichoke and garlic or something like that. You know, it's like, I don't know. It's Katie. It's it's like a fancy, some fancy pizza guy owns a place in New York. That's called the, the fancy artichoke or something. I don't know. But I, I was there one time when I was doing press in New York for the TV show I was on. And I went to this fancy pizza place. And Lofa, I looked to my left and sitting at a table eating there was Tony Gonzalez, Hall of Fame really? tight end. Hmm. Tony G. Tony G, dude. I almost fell over myself. I was like, hey, man. And just I kind of accosted him. You know how I do. <laughs> with, with I know you get excited. Yeah. <laughs> dude, I get pumped to see a baller out there. So, but he was nice, though. And uh, yeah, I was just like, oh, big fan, man, you know, and, and everything. Did you hug him like Brock? <laughs> I took a bite of his pizza. <laughs> just reached down, just sat down, grabbed his slice. No, it was cool. That was that was a cool, uh, uh, you know, celeb sighting out in the wild. We should figure out a way to bring somebody from Massachusetts to New York City, and they should bring some pizza. Ooh, that'd be fun! Isn't Hasselbeck from New from Massachusetts? 
We get him he, to drive down a slice. He is from the great Commonwealth of Massachusetts, Ooh. as all all ballers are. We'll have to reach out to our shout friends. out to Jake Bobo too. We'll get to that. Oh, Massachusetts. There we go. That's the segue I needed. Should we start the show? Let's go. Take 12 if you want the run uncut. Yeah. Unapologetic from the jump. Yeah. And no politics in this club. Just dirt from the streets and the clips in the mud. Take 12. Best podcast for the Seahawks. Number one sports talk. Yeah, we got it on live. Take 12. Every episode, 12 hot takes. And we rapper for Seattle, my place. It's the Take 12 Podcast. Thanks for listening. He's Loaf T. I'm Breddy D. Welcome to the show. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Feeling good, Lofa. I think we're all feeling good here in Seahawk land. Uh, your favorite team is 2-1. and one. Um, Kind of a slow start to the game uh, this weekend, but they ended up taking it to the Panthers uh, at the end of the day. And that was nice to see. And uh, so we'll chat about that and everything that we saw from the game. After we tell you about our sponsor, Wiener Schnitzel. <laughs> Two locations in Western Washington, Fife and Everett. Go in and do something different for lunch today. Check out the hot dogs, the burgers. You can put the chili sauce on there or not. Sometimes I go chili sauce and then sometimes I think, hmm, too spicy. With that attitude. <laughs> uh, but if you do the chili sauce, make sure you keep the pickles on there. Pro tip. A little bit of the vinegar, the salt from the pickle cuts through the spice of the chili sauce. Mm. You getting hungry yet? Yeah. Delicious. You can get the mini corn dogs. Maybe get the mini corn dogs side of chili sauce to dump dunk your corn dogs into. These are too many pro tips to count, Lofa. It's great options. I'm telling you. Um, check them out, everybody. Also, delicious ice cream treats, root beer floats, milkshakes, the works at Wiener Schnitzel. Mention your favorite Seahawks podcast, the Take 12 podcast, and get uh, a free small soda with any other purchase. Check them out. It's Wiener Schnitzel, everybody. Lofa, the Seahawks uh, ended up dismantling uh, Andy Dalton and the Carolina Panthers. The final score is 27 to 37. I think, I mean, we've really pulled away at the end. It didn't feel that close to me. It didn't feel like even a 10-point game. To me, really, I, I'm I'm riding high after this one, feeling pretty good. It was the Carolina Panthers, though, with a backup quarterback. However, possibly the best backup quarterback in the league, maybe. So, I mean, how are you feeling after this one? A win is a win, first of yeah. all. They're yeah. hard to come by in this league. And, um, no, I feel good. I thought it was strong, mm-hmm. um, you know. And I know Pete, you know, didn't start how we wanted. We couldn't convert in the red zone or, mm-hmm. uh, you know, get some touchdowns instead of field goals. But um, everybody chipped in, and it, it was a complete team win. And the way Pete likes to win, you know, the numbers weren't crazy, but we were running the ball very efficiently, effectively, and yeah. um, stayed with it. I think we had something like 30 carries or maybe a couple more. And, uh, and defense, you know, we uh we did what we had to. Want to see some more turnovers, and but we did get some pressure on him. And and you're right. I I wouldn't be surprised if they give Andy Dalton a, a little more time. Uh, tell tell Bryce 
to, you know, sit and learn and watch because he did look good. He, he looked good. Yeah, for sure. Well, the dreaded backup quarterback, especially as a Seahawk fan, uh, you, you weren't here for our pregame show, but man, I went over it uh, with, with Des from the Carolina Panthers podcast because there's nothing scarier to a Seahawk fan than a backup quarterback on a team that needs a win. And so especially as the game started to unfold and we kept trotting Jason Myers out there, which of course he's not on my fantasy team anymore <laughs> at this point. He goes out there. I mean, look, if he would have been on the sea chicken still, he wasn't going five for five or whatever he was. So, you know, you're welcome that he five that for five have. and two extra points, two for two. I mean, it. Yeah. All of them right down the middle. Like it was insane yeah. performance by him. You um, guys, I drop Jason Myers. He nails everything. I keep picking against the Seahawks, wink wink. And they keep <laughs> winning. So I we're we're doing it right around here. At take 12. But um, yeah, so uh, so it kind of felt like one of those games, though, to start out, didn't it? It was like, oh, boy, here we go again, you know, and then especially when they get their first touchdown. (laughs) I mean, man, it was like, oh, no, here we go again, wasn't it? The longer you let an an 0-3, team or a team that hasn't won yet is very dangerous. I don't care how ugly the score was in weeks before. They're hungry for one win to just get the season started. So every week they're restarting, giving that, you know, everything they got as if it's the first game. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, they're familiar playing out here. We, I feel like we play them every year. Yeah. And Dalton's familiar playing out here. So um, I was, I was, you know, very pleased with the win and the way they fought and slugged it out, even though things weren't going our way early on. But yeah. Um, if, if we look at the numbers a little bit, uh, so let's see here. Dalton, he threw the ball 58 times. <laughs> need to ice up. I, Man. I didn't, I didn't understand that because they weren't out of the game until the end. And, you know, it was just yeah. steady. So I, I think really what kind of went wrong for them was obviously our crowd. And I thought that Andy, being a veteran and having played here before, would know, like, okay, I don't have time to get to the perfect play. I just have to get a play, especially with that young old line he's got. Mm-hmm. Eight offsides, I think it was. Yeah. They had 13 penalties overall. Eight of them were offsides. They were getting close to the record that the, they set against the Giants, the 12s, man. they You could feel the energy. Yeah. From my house. Like, nice. I was just like, oh, my God. Like, th- I can't even hear the announcers. Charles Davis, who I love listening to, couldn't hear him on half of the uh, commentary. Yeah. Well, y- and you know what I think fueled that, man? Pass rush. Pass rush. Twelves love a pass rush. Who doesn't love a pass rush? And they were getting to him. And so yeah. then that just fires everybody up. Because then Ma- you just think yeah. you can get to him on every play. And then it just you're just fired up the whole time the D's out there. Yeah, and and Clint Hurt, shout out to him. He was bringing pressure with uh, Bobby and Brooks up the middle, which mm-hmm. is like when a when a quarterback sees it, you know, it's one thing to like feel a shoulder pad hit or whatever. It's like, all right, I got I, I got away. I got to speed up the clock. But when he sees two monsters shooting the a gap like right down the the pipe, it's like, okay, this is real. Um, so um, you know the the crowd noise, the play calling, everything factored into it. And uh, how about the defense against the run? Well, I mean, they didn't really stick to it or anything, but I mean, we, we were stuffing it. And the run D's been good uh, the last two weeks. And and also, I was going to ask you because they were showing on the broadcast, Clint Hurt, he's up in the booth now. So is is there something to that? Yeah, vantage point. 
mm-hmm. you get to see like the game slows down the farther away you get like so say i'm playing d-line shit happens quick in the trenches i move back five yards to, to linebacker it slows down a lot. i move back to safety it slows down even more same for your perspective on the field as a coach or up in the booth i was always up in the booth when i was coaching and so you're looking down and you you can tell what they're in what what, what they're trying to get done accomplish out of each formation tendencies things like that and so i think yeah he called a great game um and before we go further, the, the pass rush that you said that yeah. along with the 12s sparked yeah. such great emotion um, and inspired football. Mafe was in the backfield all day. Yep. Um, Jaron Reed was, whether yes. it was a run, he had a, a vicious hit versus the run. Um, and then he had a, a sack and a half. Brooks, he got a half a sack. Like we were just in the backfield. And so I love just a understand. nose tackle sack. Nothing better oh, yeah. than a big man sack. And then he did, paid tribute. The other reason for Inspired Ball, the 2013 Super Bowl winning team was getting honored. Mm-hmm. And so they came out at halftime. KJ was on the mic. There was a, you know, it was going, crowd was going nuts. Yeah. And, uh, and Jaron Reed did the the old school Mike Bennett sack. The, when he got up and he did the hip thrust. Just two, just two. Awesome. <laughs> it was, it was hilarious. It was awesome yeah. though. Yeah. Yeah. It really was. Um, definitely the, uh, numbers, I mean, for Dalton, you know, he threw for a bunch of yards, got those two touchdowns, but, uh, we were stuffing the run all day and, um, and they were, they were chucking it. Um, we look on our side of the ball, Gino, he threw it 36 times, ended up just shy of 300 yards, 296 with a touchdown and the one pick, um, Kenneth Walker and, and Charbonnet and then Dallas, I combined it's quick math. I think it's 30 attempts rushing yeah. the ball and uh Walker ended up three yards short of a hundred at 97, but had a long of 36. That was a fun one. And with the high white socks looking good <laughs> in the white jerseys and the, and the blue pants, which was fun to watch them play around in um, at home. And then Metcalf dude, I mean, DK, right? Six receptions, one twelve, And just I, like, just, yeah, the, I, I love it when DK goes off like that. It was fun to see. Um, hey, uh, jumping into our Zoom, I don't, I don't, I want to get your take on all that and the Seahawks offense, but jumping into our Zoom is David Hawthorne. What's up, man? What's going on? Friend of the show. What's up, buddy? Peter. How's it going? Where's my applause? There it is. The heater's in the house, everybody. What's up? Yeah. Um, we were talking about New York. We were talking about the game. We were talking about all those things in between. Where do you want to start, David? <laughs> man, you know what, man? I was uh, this weekend was crazy for me, man, because I'm the uh, the class president, and I had to plan my 20 year class reunion. Oh my god! That thing. Oh my goodness! Why am I not surprised you're the class president? <laughs> The, the guy does it all, ladies and gentlemen. That makes so much sense. That's awesome. How did it go? Did you have the event or were you just planning it? No, we had it. Yeah, I, I planned it uh, working up to this day or this week, last weekend. And uh, yeah, man, we had about 150 people strong, bro. Wow. Nice. That's I, graduated, I graduated with like 270. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Nice. I wasn't even invited to my high school reunions or any reunions for that matter. They don't invite me. Right. Happening now. They just don't have your address. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I blocked my number a long time ago. (laughs) 
<laughs> no, but you go to yours? Do you go to any of those? I went to my 20th, I think. Who's that? Yeah. No, I went to my 15th. Is that they have them every like 10 years, five years, something like that? Yeah, I don't it's, like, it's like 10, 20, and then 25. And you I went, to, have I went to 10. Yeah, uh, it was a good time. Yeah. Well, reunions, reunions all over the place because they were doing the Super Bowl team reunion, like we were talking about. That's my segue <laughs> to get back to talking there about football. Heater's going to tell me he didn't have time to watch the game then, I'm assuming. Did you watch the Hawks take on the Panthers this weekend? No, man. I didn't watch anything. I didn't watch, <laughs> I didn't watch any football. Like that got to be the fun. first time in history that Hawthorne – Texas is known for football. Oh, so. I know, man. It was uh, – well, I got to watch some football last night, a little bit of football last night because I get – my brothers are just diehard Cowboys fans, and they've just mm-hmm. been in my ear all season. I'm like, come yes. on. Well, we're going to look around the league. We're going to look around the league in a minute, and we'll talk about the Cowboys. First, let me tell you about Delta Airlines, who sponsors our look around the league in a moment. Go to DeltaAirlines.com. That's the only airline that we fly here at Take 12. We'll be flying Delta Airlines all the way to New York City to hang out for the uh, Monday Night Football game. You guys, if you live in Washington State, you can sign up for 12 status. Right now, if you haven't done it already, you're missing out on all these free miles that Geno Smith is uh, providing. You get one airline mile for every yard that the Seahawks throw this season for signing up for 12 status. You got to be a Washington State resident. You also get uh, priority boarding on your flights and 12% off at the uh, team store, the pro shop, the Seahawks pro shop on the 12th of every month. So sign up for 12 status, everybody. Uh, David, we were talking about uh, the receivers sort of when you came on here. I just want to I want to talk for one more second about that because, I mean, Lofa, we talk about him every week, but we got to talk about him again. Tyler Lockett, the two-point conversion. Geno's run, running for his life back there all over looking like Tarkington or whatever, and then he just heaves it up there, and there's Tyler again. Just doing what Tyler does with like that Jeez. sort of sliding one knee down. Just a timeless, a timeless individual. It's incredible, reliable. Man, he just does it all the time, Lofa. Well, on the catch from the angle that I was at at home, it looked like the ball could possibly hit the ground, but he just clutched it between yeah. his like forearm, his bicep, and kept it off the ground. Um, yeah, one guy he put late hands, so late hands. A receiver, it's easy when your back is turned to the quarterback to play the ball if the receiver is just like sitting there, like, you know, a young guy. They're just all excited, like, oh, my God, here comes the ball. And he just waited. Last second, he just put his hands down. And the kid made a great play to pull one hand away, and that's why he grabbed it with one arm. But mm-hmm. it was absurd. And then the arm strength from Gino to throw it all the way across his body, off his back foot. He he threw the ball, and I just in the living room yelled, flyers up, because it was just like that whole game. But when I played as a kid, and I'm I'm not very tall, and you know I'm, our man Tyler Lockett's not very tall either, but I would never come down with it, ever. How does Tyler <laughs> always come down with it? It's not fair, man. It's like the greatest short guy to, have, to ever catch anything. Out of he just wins those balls all the time. It's just so impressive. It's amazing. Um, speaking of great catches and receivers, Jake Bobo. I mean, the the hype is real, everybody. On the season now, two catches for a total of I think eight yards, but one <laughs> touchdown now. But the the catch was sweet, man. The toe tap 
on the back line. I mean, it was a sweet catch. We got to give him some props on the on the catch and on the footwork. He, we're starting a conspiracy theory that every time he catches the ball, we win because he's got one catch in each so game. <laughs> and we, have, we have a win in both those games. Right. Two, 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 so every time he touches the ball, it's a touchdown. But, okay, <laughs> something that me and Hawthorne can speak to, we were Hawthorne was much faster than I was, but we were not the fastest guys. And that's what we're dealing with this kid, Bobo Hawthorne. He's undrafted. He came in. And he tore off season up. Like it didn't matter who we put over there. He was he was getting loose and catching the ball. Great hands. He's six six, big target. Um, but just his playing speed is otherworldly. It's like he separates from guys, you know, yeah. like that. And so um, I don't know. Well, I guess you could speak speak to the drafted piece, the hunger, and like, and then just making a name for yourself the way you did. Oh man, absolutely, man. I mean, the guys. I mean, we're talking about him, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, last year, you know, who would have thought? Like, I, I feel like every undrafted guy like myself, like, <clears throat> you have nothing to lose, man. You go out there and you just you just display your character out there. And people, if, if you're the real deal, people will notice. You know, like, <clears throat> like it just feels different, right? There's no entitlement. There's <clears throat> there's just whatever whatever it took to get you there, you felt like you got overlooked by a lot of individuals, you know? And so... Um, when it's real, it's real. And you go out there and, and you just let it, you just leave it out there. Cause what do you got to lose, man? It's like everybody that you go against every week, they thought were better than you at some point, some coach, some scout, some, you know, somebody told you that that individual was better than you. And that's why they got drafted. So that's the chip you can keep and, and store it in your bag. And every time you go out there and prove them wrong, it's just another little notch on your belt, man. Dude. Yeah. The Bobo Mojo is real. Ooh, make the shirts. Make the shirts. Yeah, like the Mariners thing. Yeah, Bobo Mojo, baby. He's it's it's yeah, man. Believe the hype. He's here to stay. Uh, flipping sides of the ball, though, uh, from the undrafted to the highly drafted. How about Spoon? And how about uh, Spoon bringing the heat and the hits and the physicality? I'm not sure if that's a real word, but everyone in sports uses it. I mean, he's awesome, Lofa. I'm loving uh, the fifth overall pick and what he's done in these two games and, and how he looks. It's, it's really fun watching him play. And he had to really step up. Some guys went out, right? And he had to play oh, yeah. uh, out on the edge in this game a little bit. So, I mean, just overall, what would you think of that whole game from him? Just continually getting better. And it's only been two games. That's what's crazy. And he had a lot of tackles. And they're like, oh, they're throwing at him. They were throwing at him. They're, they're going to try you as a rookie, just like Hawthorne was saying. Everyone wants to find out, you know, are you the real deal? Mm-hmm. Um, and, man, he stepped up big. I know there was that one read that, that Thielen got the touchdown late on that he just has to overlap a little quicker. But that'll come with time and experience. Um, but what he brings to the table, you know, maybe they were playing some Legion of Boom highlights in there or some David <laughs> Hawthorne highlights in there because – the fucking hits were coming and <laughs> lighten people up. Dude, he he was, he knocked uh, their second rounder out uh, Mingo. I believe yeah. that's where, and it looked like spoon who's he's only 185 pounds, maybe, maybe 180, 190. Um, yeah. He came down and laid the boom and spoon looked like he got the worst of it. Went sideways. The other guy left the game. <laughs> it yep. was real David Hawthorne ish. <laughs> it looked like oh, a man. guy who used to wear 31 instead of 21. Uh, right. A bit. I mean, you know, he's maybe not as big as Cam, but that hit on the sideline like that, it's just sort of the way it happened. And with them wearing those uniforms, mm-hmm. bringing back memories. It looked like a sixth grade Cam Chancellor. 
<laughs> I, I didn't imagine Cam was that uh, big in sixth grade. That's awesome. Yeah, exactly. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, just a but fun wait, game, right? So I mean, can I? Yeah. I want to ask Heater. Heater, mm-hmm. can you speak to us the technique of a strong hit? Yes, of a strong hit. Just how did you do it, man? Because you, <laughs> you weren't you weren't the heaviest either. You know, no. we, we, what would no, you? Two thirty five. Yeah, like 235. Um, but I think, you know, and I think, you know, obviously Cam is Cam is a great example as, as well, man. I think it's just the proper leverage and the proper timing and not flinching. The flinch part is what? Like there's a there's a moment when, when there's an individual coming at you and 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 they have to make a decision. Like, am I really about to go for this? And if they have that ounce of flinch, I will win that battle. Because I'm not flinching. It's over. <laughs> who told and you it, that first? How? Who, where did you learn that? Oh man, since Pee Wee, since Pee Wee, right. I, I I figured out that's like an added advantage, right? It just was like I'm not the biggest, I'm not the fastest, but I had an innate sense of like I know you're in a vulnerable like situation right now, and if you flinch, I'm gonna take your head off. And then now you have to think about that every time. Every <laughs> like, time. For the rest of the game, you have to think about, does this dude really hit like this every play? How, well, I mean, I, yes, wow, so fascinating. I just, I'm so interested in like just the moment you kind of knew that for yourself, though, or unlocked that for yourself. Like as an athlete, how, how old were you really? Like eight, nine? Is that what we're talking about? Yeah. I mean, you the kind of realized. It started in bull in the ring. Like bull in the ring, I was vicious. If you didn't turn your head around in time and they called my number and you were in the middle of that circle when we were doing hidden circle, it was a disaster. Wow. So bull in the ring is like kind of one of those tests of manhood, kind of like like Oklahoma drill where it's like, hey, so you're in the middle and everyone's lined around you and they call out a number and your head's got to be on a swivel. And like I said, if they called out 57, you're in trouble. If you <laughs> if you didn't get around quick enough, it's over. It's over. Oh. Bull, bull, in the, bull in the ring has made more basketball players than, <laughs> <laughs> than any other drill, huh? <laughs> Wow. Oh, they should sell. They should sell tickets. They should sell tickets or seats. Maybe, maybe they could sell seats to bowl in the ring. You guys, right. I, it's an epic drill. I would pitch a TV show called Playground Games, and we could put it on TV and sell tickets to it. And maybe Epic Seats could sell tickets to it. EpicSeats.com, everybody. That's a live read. There you go. Um, if you're looking for seats to anything. Find them on our friends, epicseats.com. Um, you can buy tickets to things and you can also sell tickets to things. So if you're holding on to concert tickets or, or, or tickets to anything, sporting events, whatever, for some reason you can't go, you're looking to offload them, make your money back or even make a little money, do it with epicseats.com and tell them that Take 12 sent you so that you can get an extra $12 when you're selling seats or take 12% off when you spend a hundred dollars. I said, we would look around the league. We, we, we should do that. I think there were some interesting results out there. Um, which ones, which ones did you, well, we know heater was, was busy <laughs> reminiscing with, with his oh, old man. pals, but Lofa, what, 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 what
What result surprised you the most, or which what was the one you were the most interested in? Um, I want to say Miami Denver. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> holy Katie, shit! That's not nice, Katie. Katie, that's not nice. Katie, Katie says it all. Um, that's rude. Seventy points. It was like anybody that touched it's going to the house. And I right. mean, I think they, they put, put the in whole quarterback that dropped a couple dimes. He threw a 70 yarder. It's like you <laughs> like the build up. You get a touchdown. You well, so, get a touchdown. <laughs> you get a touchdown. Well, so Monster, like they pull him because they're like, all right, he's already got like 60, 70 yards and four touchdowns. You know, let's 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 call off the dogs. They put in uh Devin Ashane or H E H whatever his name is, the rookie. Yeah. His first game ever, and because he's been uh hurt through camp, and he gets two hundred yards rushing. <laughs> 18 carry, trying to run the ball out and it's just takes it 65 yards. Uh, then he gets a couple shovel passes, touchdown, um, gets another touchdown on another run. It was just like, like they didn't have anybody else to put in. <laughs> yeah. Katie, please. It's not funny. These are professional football players, right? It's not funny. Yeah, I think it's interesting. You know, just uh, I, uh, I watched recaps and stuff like that all morning. And uh, it's very interesting because – Sean Payton broke a, a G code, you know, earlier this year when he was coming at Hackett and and talking about I would never coach a team like this and and all of the great things. And then you get you get seventy hung on you. And you haven't won a game yet. So, seventy, seventy. That's a lot. That's yeah, a I mean, lot. karma. That's karma. Right. Karma, right? There. Yeah, yeah. I've given up forty and cried for like a week oh. straight. <laughs> Just because it hurts the soul. I can't oh, imagine seven. How do you go back out there? <laughs> yeah. Uh, 90 total points in the game, 70 to 20 final score. Uh, they put it on them down 738 there. 738 yards of offense or something. Like uh, that. I mean, look, no matter who the quarterback is for the Broncos, we would have to talk about this one. It's historic. I mean, the first time I think that many points. Like, did you say this is the first time that many points scored since 66 or something? Yeah. Fourth it's time historic. ever someone scored 70 or more. Uh, Peyton called right. it embarrassing. He he said that. I mean, you guys are former players. Have you ever seen anything like this? And, I mean, the players just – the Broncos players, I saw a couple of interviews. They're just dejected. They, I mean, you know, what? It's a mess over there. What's going on? I'm trying to think if I've ever seen anything like this. I don't think um, I've ever seen anything like this before. I think the Patriots, when Tom Brady threw like six or seven touchdowns before getting pulled for the almost yeah. the second half. Right. Yeah. Um, he threw five and a quarter. <laughs> well, what good. did he do, though? I mean, like from a Broncos perspective, not that we're oh. from a Broncos perspective, but I'm just saying, like, you don't, yeah, you can't say, look, dude, I, I never played. I'm not going to say guys quit or whatever. I, I can't say that, but like, it didn't look like, I mean, there was, some, it doesn't look good, man. Like, well, I mean, what's going on over there? Well, you no, know that's I mean? exactly like, don't look at the film. I'll let Heater speak to this too, because he, he played for Sean, but yeah, and it's going to be a long week for those guys. Um, <laughs> but, um, you know, you, you look at the film and you're honest with it. And if you see anybody just, just, jogging, walking to the ball. It's like, hey, man, we're all up for review, and we're going to watch this tape together, and we're going to write it down. And at the end of the day, like, hey, whoever's hungry is going to play, you know? And, I mean, this this is how Hawthorne, you know, made his name was by just being relentless. And so, mm-hmm. but uh, but he, 
What do they have in store with, with Sean this week? Oh, my God. Well, they're in pads right now. Yes. <laughs> pads right now. I mean, it's just, you know, one of those things, like, yeah, it's embarrassing. But at the end of the day, man, you like what kind of culture do you have? If that's if that's allowed, if you can't if you can't you know get embarrassed like you just did and come back and be honest, like there's no hiding. Like the whole world saw it, and every man has to be accountable to what he put out there in front of the world. You know, there's a lot of individuals out there, you know that that are getting paid a lot of money to play that game at a very high level, right? And so, seventy points. I mean, that's just atrocious. That's yeah. that's lack of effort. That's that's lack of pride. That's lack of culture. That's lack of a lot of things. And and I know Sean. And Sean is. A, I mean, he's a, he's a straight. He's a straight shooter. Like there's no sugarcoating with him. And uh, hopefully he gets it turned around. But at the end of the day, it's the player. Sean's not not making making any plays. He's not running any touchdowns or allowing anything. He's just calling the game. And and, and the individuals out there got to decide to be different, or they'll get blown out again. If we look around our own division, um, I mean, the NFL, right? Like, it's just, you, you can't predict it. Uh, the Cardinals take down the Cowboys, who everybody had going undefeated if you watch ESPN or anything. <laughs> so, uh, you know, our own division, I mean, they take down the Cowboys. Uh, the Niners won again. So the NFC West putting up some good showings here. I'm, I'm legitimately concerned about the Cardinals. Uh we, you know, we, we don't know anybody. They, they've traded away almost all their good players. Um, <laughs> right. Like, and they're finding a way to fight. They, you know, yeah. they, I know yeah. they, what they wanted to, they lost a heartbreaker last week. And like, after, I don't know if you guys saw it, but against the giants, they gave up like, I don't know, 20 in the fourth quarter. They blew like a lead, a 20 point lead or something to lose it. Yeah. And like, that could just dismantle any kind of, you know, attitude of, Hey, this is our year. But they came back, you know, shout out to them and, and their coaches, just like Hawthorne saying, you got to show up and play. And uh, they came back, came to play against a vaunted Dallas defense that everybody's like, right. oh, my God, this is yeah. the greatest defense, you know, already anointed. And, and and they beat them, man. It was any given Sunday. That's what's beautiful about this league. Yep. Is yep. You better be ready. Yeah. No, that's why it's talent. They got the best scripts ever. I mean, and during a writer's strike, too. It's a, it's <laughs> I thought, yeah, I thought we were on strike. <laughs> uh, uh, Green Bay came back on New Orleans. Sorry, Heater. I know you played down there. But, oh, I mean, no. how about Jordan Love in Green Bay and what he's doing? Uh, Minnesota, 0-3. Oh, Who saw Kirko and, and the Vikings starting 0-3, oh, right? Like just some Kirk O'Bang stuff out there. Uh, what else here? The Jets, the poor Jets, man. Oh, God. I didn't get to see that one. Was it bad? I, you know, final score 15 to 10. Weird. It's it's not bad. I mean, they're, they're one player away. (laughs) Well, so I saw reports that like, I think Ryan and Wentz's representation reached out to them and they're like, ah, we're good. I wonder if that changes. Hmm. After yeah, putting up town, they, yeah. they need to answer the phone. They need. How about, the, how about our own score phone. prediction, producer Katie? What happened? Do oh. we know? Oh, <laughs> I'm not ready. Hang on. Oh, that's okay. Too busy one. laughing at the Broncos. Okay, fine. <laughs> that's fine. Um, uh, the score prediction that we do on the show um, it's brought to you by Simply Seattle. Last week, somebody nailed it. There's no way somebody nailed it two weeks in a row. We got a lot of people predicting this week, though. What happened? It was. Uh, the 
closest was Seattle 38, Carolina 21. Okay. And that okay. goes to at Desmonster. Yeah, but we don't do close enough anymore. You got to nail it yeah, that's the now. Right so there. no, no, no winners this week. <laughs> Nobody. That's it. We've been doing it for four years. Someone finally won last last yeah. week. Not- <laughs> <laughs> the corporate brought to you by Simply Seattle. <laughs> Go to simplyseattle.com. Uh, mention take 12, take 12% off of anything at Simply Seattle, your favorite place for all your Northwest sports apparel needs and just any sort of apparel. They have cool designs, whether it's got your favorite team on it or not. It's Simply Seattle, everybody. Um, we're pretty much out of time. You want to talk about Colorado? Well, speaking of karma, you want to talk about Colorado real quick before we get out of here? Oh, I mean, up all guys- heats teams, huh? Well, listen, hey, I like, you know, what about the stomping on the logo and all that? I am no fan of Oregon. I hate Oregon as a Husky fan. I I hate Oregon more than I hate WSU, but they seem to take that personally. And this whole thing is juicy. I love the whole thing. All of it. I love the good, the bad, the ugly. About all of this. Most fun thing to watch. Go ahead. It's primetime TV, man. We're getting mm-hmm. we're getting a show every week, whether we want it or not. You know, it's uh, it's big market, <laughs> but sometimes you got to play, and sometimes you're going to play against a big dog. <laughs> and that's that's all it came down to. I yeah. mean, you know, I know he in the portal he got 80 new players, um, some of which he was familiar with, but. Oregon's been stacked for years, and yeah. um, maybe this is the year they're putting it together. They look good. Um, I, I expect the game to be a lot closer, uh, but when you're without Hunter and then you see the difference in Owen oh, defensive line play, and yeah. I've, I've always said the game's one of the trenches, um, and it's it's just going to take one more year. This is yeah. – he needs, he needs depth. Yeah. You, you, need, you, you need monsters – all in the trenches and they're coming in the portal next year. Watch they're, they're all jumping in the portal to be there next year. And well, next no matter year. what, no matter what happens during the games, I'm just always excited to find out how it's going to be made personal. <laughs> it's just, it's almost impossible to be on this kind of a run, you know, like they're going to play the Huskies coming up. They got USC, right? I mean, how, is, how are they going to keep finding a way to make the game personal? It's And it's fiery, and Oregon's running up the score and going for it on fourth down when they're already up 42 to nothing. It's just yeah. – the whole thing's just awesome. <laughs> it is. It's well, so bummer. That's I mean, so it's, like things, it's, like, it's like that's publicity on your side. Like, yeah. You know, like, like they're, they're about to go through a gauntlet right now. You know, when you talk about USC and the Huskies and, and Washington, I mean, yeah. it's about to it's about to get, you know. But we're gonna really get to see, you know, because be if they lose two or three games, then the hype train will have to fall off a little bit. And see, I stayed with that game. You know, I know Ole Miss and Auburn were or Alabama were in a, a good one, and I was like, no, nah, I'm staying here. I want to see yeah. how they respond after being down 35 nothing because Lanning was going for it on fourth and goal like two, three times. And I think they only gave up another touchdown or field goal, like, and then they scored and, themselves. But. And isn't that what it's all about at the end of the day is viewers not clicking somewhere else? I mean, when is the last time you didn't turn off a 42 to nothing game? Because I didn't either. I watched the whole yeah. thing because yeah. of everything that's going on. And Dion knows that. And Nike knows that, and the NCAA knows that, and everyone knows that, and I love it. But I, 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 but I was rooting for a comeback. 
I was rooting for. I don't yeah. think everybody was rooting for a comeback. I was. Yeah, I was sitting in a. Uh, I was sitting in a local Chili's because my hometown. That's like the bar, and uh, yes. and I'm sitting in Chili's and I see this guy with a color. He's he's never watched Colorado football in his life, and he and I read and I read his shirt, and it was like it was like Buffalo fans since September 2023. <laughs> At least he's honest. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Oh, it's great stuff. I love it. Uh, thanks for being here, David. We all appreciate your time as usual, my friend. Um, we will uh, see you uh, very soon. Very, very soon. Dallas, everybody. Dallas. I need, I need at least three more bullets before I just start attacking my brothers who are diehard Cowboys fans. I just need three more bullets. I don't want to go premeditate. I don't want to go premeditate. It, we're going to be in Dallas for the Dallas game. It's the week after Thanksgiving, everyone, and we'll be doing parties and events, and Heater will be there, and we will be there, and tons of other guests you know will drop by. Get all of that information at take12travel.com. Sorry. Yep. Take12travel.com. Nailed it. <laughs> Check the it tailgate out. Like a tailgate like a Texan. Mm. Can't wait. Oh, I can't wait. Bring your, bring your, bring your body paint, fellas. Man. Well, and the way that our Seahawks are trending, <laughs> the way our Seahawks are trending, and the way the Cowboys – I mean, this could be a really big game. Huge game great. at that point. Great. Yes. Why not? Um, all right, everybody. We're getting out of here. Uh, check us out on social media at Take12Pod. You can email us anytime. take 12 Gmail.com. I don't know. Put your hands in the middle. Let's break it down. I ran out of steam. Let's go. Come on. David, break us down. Let's go. Good practice. Good whatever you want. Break, break it down to whatever you want, Heat. I thought we were going to do take 12 on me, take 12 on three. One, two, three. Take, take 12. 12. <laughs> I wanted to go with linebackers, but whatever. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.